God is good, like I said, and he is building his church. And we are in an exciting um, season uh, as a church. And this leads us into the series that we're going to look at for the next couple of weeks across our three locations. um, And it's called Seasons. And there's a verse, uh, a passage in Ecclesiastes 3. You may know it well. It is very familiar. It says this, 3 verse 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. It goes on to say, there's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to weep and a time to laugh. And it continues. And the big idea of this series is that life is often about series, seasons, sorry. And God is the God of all seasons. And one of those challenges in life is to realize the season you're in. Then recognize what is happening to you uh, in that season and respond then to God with what he wants to do with you in that season and receive all that he has for you. And as a church, we realize and recognize the season we're in. And after a series of expansion, it is now a season of consolidation. And that's why those Connect Meals guys are so important. If you have been coming and you've not found a way to um, connect you in yet, to to plug in, please, straight after the service, um, sign up. We'd love to connect with you more. And it's as we realize and recognize the season we're in, it's crucial, isn't it, to respond to God, who is always, everybody say always, in control of the season. And this season, we will attempt to help you realize um, the season you may be in, when life seems a certain way. You know, seasons can change and they can define us for good and often for bad if we let them. So it's important to recognize what's happening in them and respond to the God of all seasons who is always in control. And this morning, I'm starting off with when life seems overwhelming. I want to be real this morning. You know, and part of being real is recognizing the season that you're in, not denying it and not being superficial um, about it. Some of you may have been asked already this morning, how are you doing? And you've possibly said, okay, is that the truth, guys, this morning? You may have resonated with some of the things that uh, you saw on the clip. It could be your job that's overwhelming you. It could be your financial situation, your marriage, your grief, your health, your pain, your anger. What I can guarantee is that we've all been overwhelmed and probably will be again at some point in our lives. And I want you to know this morning that that's okay because you're in good company. Abraham, Moses, Joseph, King David, Elijah, Jeremiah, the list could go on and on. Peter, Paul, Thomas, even Jesus himself felt overwhelmed. The Garden of Gethsemane proves that. We have to recognize um, this and respond to the season we're in. And let's face it, we can be overwhelmed by anything in life because there's too much of everything in life. There is too much information. There is too much news. There's too much social media. 
There's too many emails. There's too much stuff vying for our attention. We're bombarded from every angle. There's too many deodorants in the grocery store. I just want something that smells pleasant and hides my BO. We've all got it. Move on. But you have so many brands and then so many choices within those brands. Some promise to last for 48 hours. That's minging. Some promise not to mark your clothes. Some promise to make your skin smooth. Some promise to make you irresistible to women. That's a lie because I've tried them all. Doesn't work. Hundreds of deodorants. And that's just one item, guys, on the shopping list. We're overwhelmed with choice. And we can get overwhelmed about the little things as well as the big things. And they don't all have to be bad either. You can be overwhelmed with joy. That's okay, Christians. You can smile. See, you've stuck to the diet. You've hit your target weight. Be overwhelmed with joy. You've got the job promotion that's been a a long time coming. Be joyful. You've achieved something you didn't think possible. You've passed your driving test. You've saved your money and you've got the keys to your first car. You've passed your exams. You've got the degree that you've worked really hard for. You see your child take their first step, say their first word, take part in their first school assembly. Then you may spend time with your grandchildren. You spoil them rotten. You fill them with sugar and you hand them back to their parents. Be joyful. (laughs) More often than not, though, we're overwhelmed with the bad things in life. That's exactly the stuff we saw in the clip earlier. A lot of people are overwhelmed with debt. They're crippled by it and often don't know what to do or where to turn. They're just overwhelmed. Some people are overwhelmed with work. There's, there's just too much to do. And no matter how many hours you put in, it's never enough. You're worn out and you feel completely overwhelmed. The Bible says that many people are overwhelmed by shame, guilt, and regret. And you can be overwhelmed by any emotion. You can be overwhelmed by worry, by insecurity, by loneliness, by anger, by bitterness and resentment. You can be overwhelmed by grief and by pain. And I know a lot about those two in this last year I've had. But being overwhelmed by joy is only 11 days, 10 hours and 30 minutes until I go into back surgery, for, for back surgery. And that has been a long time coming. I've had a bad back for, for, for the last year now. And I am counting down the days. Many of you know that I've been in prison. And when it was close to my release date, I am counting these days more to my surgery than when I was released from prison. And I know many in the room here are experiencing probably those same feelings. You're, you're overwhelmed with pain right now. And what do you do when you feel overwhelmed? Whether you're overwhelmed financially, physically, or spiritually? Where do you go where, when things are getting on top of you? When you have more questions than answers? 
Well, this morning, I, I want to show you from the Bible what you can do and where you can go when you get overwhelmed. This may be the season you're in right now, but remember, God is in control of every season and always, I believe, has a, a word for us in that season. I believe that and I know that because, like I said, this year has probably been my most painful, both physically and emotionally. But through it, I heard God say to me right at the beginning, don't let the presence of pain squeeze out the presence of God. And as I recognized the season I was in, and I want to say here as an aside, guys, what you're going through is a season. It is not going to last forever. Storms come to pass, not to stay. Know that your season, it will end. It will get better for you. The dark clouds that have been hanging over you are going to pass. And like I said, I've, I've probably been the most painful year, physically and emotionally, but spiritually, God has taken me deeper than ever before. And it's probably been one of my most fruitful years as well. And I want you to know this, no matter what season you're in, Remember, God is always preparing you for what he's prepared for you. He is always in control. And while you may be worrying, guys, God is always working. And in the, in the Bible, we see this in a, a story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible because we can learn so much from it. I've learned so much from it over these last 12 months it's about a king called Jehoshaphat. That's a, a great name, isn't it, Jehoshaphat? And I'm not sure if he actually was fat. I hope he wasn't because that's uh, like rubbing salt into the wound, isn't it? Uh, anyway, moving on. Jehoshaphat, he was a, a good guy, a godly guy, a, a great leader. And the Bible tells us he brought spiritual awakening to the people of Israel. There was a revival because of the way he led Ah, oh, how we need to see that across this country today. And 2 Chronicles 19 verse 4, it says this, Jehoshaphat lived in Jerusalem and he went out among the people. That's great leadership right there. You need to be among your people, not aloof from them. And he went from Bathsheba to the hill country of Ephraim and turned them back to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. King Jehoshaphat, he didn't just stay in the palace or the big cities. He traveled the hill country where there would have been small towns and villages where the people were and he turned them back to God. And this is important because it sets up the story in chapter 20. You see, he didn't use his position to lord it over people. He used it to reach people for the Lord. The nation he ruled was a nation that trusted God and put him first in every season when things were overwhelming, as you'll see. 2 Chronicles 20, verses 1 to 2, it says this. After this, after what you may be asking, well, it was after this time of blessing, after this time that everybody had come back to the Lord that this had happened. And guys, know this. Often, often after a time of blessing comes a time of testing. Be prepared for it. After this, 
the Moabites, the Ammonites, with some of the Mennonites. Everybody's trying to get in on the action. They came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. And that is massive news. This is overwhelming news. Jehoshaphat is the king of a a small country of Israel and the bigger countries around it, they've all ganged up on him and now they're going to attack. You'd have felt overwhelmed after hearing that news, I'm sure. And perhaps you've felt overwhelmed when you've had something come against you. Maybe not just the, the one thing, but then another and another. And you felt hit from every angle and you feel overwhelmed. This is exactly what King Jehoshaphat feels. But what he does next is remarkable. Three great armies come together and he's overwhelmed. But in verse 3 it says this. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. Other translations put that alarmed word as badly shaken, terrified. He was overwhelmed at this point. But what he does next, we can all learn from. He resolved to inquire of the Lord. He made a decision to pray to God for guidance. He also ordered that everyone else in the nation um, to do the same. When the nation was faced with disaster, Jehoshaphat, he called upon the people to get serious with God. That's a great lesson there, isn't it, that we can learn from. When you feel overwhelmed by a problem, know and practice this. Never let it intimidate you. Let it motivate you. You see, if it intimidates you and you give into it, you will stay overwhelmed. But if you use it to motivate you, to pray more, to believe more, to trust God in the season you're in, it changes everything. And I said it before, you know, while you are worrying, God is always working. And Jehoshaphat, he not only motivated himself to pray, he motivated the whole nation. Verse 4, the people of Judah, they came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Know this, you will motivate others when you are motivated yourself. And there are more lessons that we can learn in the following verses. Verses five and going onwards, they say this, then Jehoshaphat, he he stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms of the nations. Is that it? Okay. Power and might are in your hands. No one can withstand you, it goes on to say. Jehoshaphat's first instinct here is to pray. And guess what he does? He prays first. You see, when we feel overwhelmed, we often plan, don't we? We plan before we pray. We try other things first instead of going to God first. We often pray as a last resort when it should be our first response. Also, when we're overwhelmed, the problem that's troubling us seems bigger than the God who is with us and within us. And this 
verse, these verses, they teach us how to pray when we feel overwhelmed. Jehoshaphat, he starts with who God is and he declares that out loud. Are you not the God who is in heaven? He's not really asking a question here. He's making a statement because he goes on to say, you rule over the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hands and no one can withstand you. He reminds himself and those listening of what God has done before for Israel and for the descendants of Abraham. See, he's praising God in the middle of the season he's in, knowing that God is over all seasons. And when we're overwhelmed, let praise, not pity, come out of our mouths because that will change our perspective. Let's remind ourselves of what God has done in the past seasons of our life when we're in the middle of a difficult one. And you've heard it said before, you know, instead of telling God how big your problem is, tell your problem how big God is. See, what comes out of your mouth when the pressure's on shows who you really are and what you believe. And we need to remember whose we are too. That's important to us. When you feel overwhelmed, focus on God and not your problem. Remember how big God is, because when God is enlarged, our problems seem to shrink. Let praise change your perspective. See, when you realize what season you're in, and you recognize what is happening to you and within you, you can respond to God. It's then that you're ready to receive everything that he has for you. And you may just get that word in season that does change everything. And it happens in this story as Jehoshaphat sought God first, as he's gathered all of the nation to pray, as they've declared praise instead of pity, as they focused on God and not their problem. They get a word in season. Verse 13 says this, all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones, they stood there before the Lord. The whole nation, here they are waiting, everyone standing together. That's a, a beautiful picture of how the church should be. It's a powerful picture of how we should stand with others as they go through problems and remain standing with them before the Lord. They're not going anywhere and neither should we. Let's keep waiting, keep praying, keep standing until they see their breakthrough or they get their word in season. And then verse 15, it says this. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Check these words. For the battle is not yours, but God's. And it's here that God speaks directly into the situation. They're feeling overwhelmed, but God reassures them. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army that's going to attack you from every angle. They're overwhelmed, but standing and looking to him. And that's important because God then goes on to say, the battle is not yours, but mine. 
God's not silence. Some of you may be overwhelmed here this morning because you're fighting a battle that was never intended for you. And instead of standing firm and waiting for him, you have rushed in. And now you've realized that you're in deep water. And you can't do it on your own. And the truth of the matter is you were never intended to. You were never meant to do it in the first place. You were to wait. You were to pray. You were to believe. You were to trust. You were to stand firm. And then when you've done your part, God does his See, but what often happens is that we jump straight in, don't we? We do God's part, and when, and when we do, we fail. And that's why we get overwhelmed and we struggle with stuff. You know, I've been guilty of just that. I've been fighting battles that were not mine to fight. I've jumped in and I've felt that, when, I've jumped in when I felt God has been silent. And in those times, I've often made the situation worse instead of better. And guess what? I've felt worse as a result. And I'm guessing I'm not the only one who has done that here this morning. And I feel that God is saying to us in whatever season uh, you're in to not be afraid. Not be afraid first and foremost, foremost, but then not to fight. Some of you need to hear that. Stop fighting. It's not yours to fight. It's time to rest, to relax, because the battle is not yours, it's his. See, we can be outnumbered on every side, but because of, the, because of God, we have the victory. And I don't know what battles you've been faint, fighting, but I do know it may be time to stop and let God fight on your behalf. And then in verses 17 and 18, we see the results of, of listening to God and letting him fight on her behalf. It, it says this in these verses 17 and 18, you will not, everyone, did you get that? You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Goes on to say again, reassuring words, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. There's three things I want you to notice from what we've just read there and three things I want you to put into practice when you next feel overwhelmed. Did you notice them? The first one is this, don't fight. Don't fight. The next one is don't run. And the last one was don't worry. You know, basically God is, is saying do nothing. You don't need to get involved. You don't need to fight. You don't even need to run away from the fight. And don't worry. You know, to hear someone say do nothing when it looks like everything is falling apart, seems absolutely crazy. I get that. But this is exactly what God is saying. He's saying, I've got this. Trust me with it. Don't panic, but pray. Don't worry, but worship. Don't lift a finger, because you're going to see my mighty hand. And to see God's mighty hand 
some of you need to take your hands off. You see, sometimes it takes more courage to do nothing than to do something. So next time you feel overwhelmed, remember those three things because they will serve you well. Don't fight, don't run, don't worry. Those may be big steps for you to take. So I have another three for you that you could try. See, God doesn't want you to be overwhelmed. You need to know that. And the next time you do feel overwhelmed, maybe try these three Ps first. Put these in place. Pause, pray, and perspective. You know, the next time you feel everything is on top of you, pause, stop, hit the button, sit down, breathe. Take a moment to know that God has got your back. You don't have to manipulate anything. We've learned you don't have to do anything but trust him. Then pray. There is no need to panic, but there is a need to pray. And make prayer the first thing you do, not the last. Let praise come out of your mouth, not pity. Remind yourself of how great God is and how he has come through for you in the past. And then lastly, work on your perspective. You know, the problem you face, no matter how big, is never bigger than the God you serve. But often we don't see God in our situation because our eyes are fixed. They are stuck on the problem. Guys, practice some perspective. Look past your problem and look up to God who is bigger than your problem. As we come to a a close this morning, I want to invite the band to come back. And I don't know what season you're in this morning. You may not be in a season that's overwhelming right now, but I guarantee you will be because life gets on top of us all. And the next time you are, maybe put these things into practice. But for some of you that are feeling overwhelmed right now, I really believe that God wants to speak into your season. You know, if God holds eternity in his hands, your problem wouldn't even scratch his fingernails. That's an incredible picture, isn't it? And I don't know if God's got fingernails. He probably hasn't, but that isn't the point. You need to get some perspective here. You know, the God who is still creating planets into being. The God who breathed all creation into being is the same God who is with you when you feel overwhelmed. While you are worrying, God is always working. And God doesn't want you to worry. He wants you to worship. That's what we were created to do. And we're never more fully alive than when we do. This morning, whether you're overwhelmed or whether you've been overwhelmed with, with anything in life, be overwhelmed afresh this morning with God's never-ending, reckless love. This morning, if you are overwhelmed in your finances, maybe that you're struggling, you don't know where the, the next bill make payment or even the next meal is going to come from look to him 
look to God. This morning you may be overwhelmed with a, a job situation. There's, there's just too much to do. You may be overwhelmed with a lack of a, a job situation. This morning whether you're, you're overwhelmed with a, a marriage or relationship issue, God wants to meet you. You may be overwhelmed with grief this morning. You've lost someone close to you. Oh, may you know God's closeness to you. This morning, you may be overwhelmed with guilt, with shame and insecurity. This morning, may you know God's overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love. He loves you. He died for you. And this morning, He lifts your head. Don't carry that shame, that, that guilt around. It's, it's not yours anymore. Don't own it, because Jesus took it. This morning, you may be overwhelmed with anger, with bitterness, with resentment. This morning, may that be replaced with his perfect peace. And again, this morning, you may be overwhelmed with pain, physically, or emotionally. Oh, I pray that you would be healed in Jesus' name. It's available to you this morning. You may be overwhelmed with loneliness. Again, know that he is always with you. Some of you are just overwhelmed with life. You've had enough. You're, you're ready to pack it all in. Exchange that again this morning for his life, for the one that he laid down for you so that you could live abundantly. You know, I've read the end of the Bible and it all ends well. We win, guys, there is good news. But right now we're stuck in the middle of some stuff and we may be overwhelmed. But while you're overwhelmed, I want to encourage you to, 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 to look to him. And instead of that stuff you're overwhelmed with, be overwhelmed with God's stuff that he wants to give you. Be, over, be overwhelmed by his love, by his grace, by his mercy, by his goodness. Let that wash over you afresh this morning. You know, at the end of this story, the story for Jehoshaphat, that ended well too. Verse 30, and it'll come up on these screens. It says this, and the kingdom, get that and the kingdom that's everyone in the kingdom the whole kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace for his God had given him rest on every side that is amazing and that is available to you this morning this morning you may feel overwhelmed and attacked on every side you may feel that you're moving from one disaster to the next but know this, it can be replaced with total peace and you can have rest on every side. Exchange it for that this morning. Let me pray. Let me pray. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you this morning that you've spoken to us and and it may be that we're not in that season at the moment, Father God, but I pray that when we, when we are, Father, we would remember afresh.
that you've spoken and, and that Lord you don't want us to be overwhelmed Lord I pray for those that may be in that season that are overwhelmed this morning oh, I pray that they will come through it because you've overcome it I pray for, for those that, that maybe have been fighting Lord I pray that something has has resonated with them this morning that the battle is not theirs to fight but it's yours Lord I pray that they realize they don't have to fight they don't have to run they don't have to worry and, in, and Father I pray that in, instead of panicking they will pray and instead of worrying they will worship Father, help us to pause with the stuff that we carry. When it all gets too much and we feel overwhelmed, help us to, to stop, to pause, to, to breathe again, to take you in. And help us to pray. And help us to change our perspective, I pray. Father, help us to know that you are bigger you are bigger than any problem we will ever face. So Father, this morning I pray that whatever it is that's overwhelming us, it would be replaced with what you have for us. Father, would you overwhelm us again, Lord, afresh with your love, your unconditional love, your mercy, grace, goodness, your favour. Father, help us to receive those things this morning. And Lord, we want to we wanna put that into practice right now. We want to let go of our worries because we're going to worship. And we're going to finish with, a, with an incredible song that that declares who you are, that you are our cornerstone, that you are everything that we need. Father, I pray that we'd be reminded of that in every season of our life. In Jesus' name I pray.